That's always good when you start off with a laugh. Science, it's great. Pregnant, a uh, young girl, <laughs> teen, doesn't know how to tell her parents. <laughs> Movie freaks. Edward Furlong's in it, too. I am freaking hopeless. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that says live long and prosper. Unless you are obnoxious in theaters, then we say die soon and fail. <laughs> I, I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene Weaver. And we are bringing you another wonderful episode. We got the roulette coming up where we force each other to watch movies uh, so that you do or do not have to. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a special. Instead of a direct, director spotlight this week, we're going to do a Star Trek special where oh, we yeah. rate and rank uh, the shows and the movies. And then we'll do recently watched. And that's going to be a fun one as well. Okay. Uh, let's start right off the bat with the roulette. And last time we did a blind where you tossed back at me, God bless America, one that I had thrown at you in my defense. And <laughs> uh, yep. you watched a movie called After that looked very dodgy at best. <laughs> uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? What do you want to do? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, Lead af- the way. After, okay. So I was, uh, as soon as you said what it, what, uh what my options were. Several of them I had already seen. Uh, and this one here, I'm like, oh, I was just ready to start watching this one the next day or two. I'm like, well, perfect. I'm going to watch this. Thinking, knowing that it's a crapshoot, it's one of those with a cool cover, and it has a cool cover, uh, but uh, one of those cool covers where it's like, eh, it's probably too good to be true. It's uh, like a skull yeah. engul- engulfed in smoke and... Right we're away, hard, we're horror. We're hardcore. Yeah, we're, hard, horror. we're hardcore <laughs> horror. PG thirteen <laughs> from a first time director or whatever. And yeah. so uh, this is one of those movies where it's not downright terrible. It's not. Uh, in fact, there is a good story in there. I'm going to quick read the synopsis on IMDb. Uh, two brush bus crash survivors awaken to discover. They are the only people left in their small town. They must form an unlikely alliance in a race to unravel the truth behind their isolation. As strange events begin to unfold, they start to question whether the town they know so well is really what it seems. And this is one of those to where you can pretty much guess it from uh, the first ten minutes of the movie how it's going to go down. There's mm-hmm. no su- there's no surprises. Uh, and production values are good. There's actually, surprisingly, some really, really well-done CGI special effects in here, uh, where I'm like, that's really good. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed with that. But the acting is wooden, and it's way, way too long for what it actually is. And you can pretty much guess, oh, survivors of a bus crash, and they're in a town all by themselves. Hmm. Gee, the mystery. I'm so... The, the mystery, uh, yes. What could so possibly it, be going on? Yes, exactly. And I'm like, oh, 90 long minutes. But there's <laughs> there's enough cool stuff in there where I'm like, oh, this would have made a really, really good 30-minute short film. High right. production values, all that good stuff. And there's there's other movies that, that, I, that we've watched that are, that are busts that would have made good short movies. Um... Or an episode that, of a TV show like Twilight yeah. Zone or X Files, you know, just re- yes, this, the, yeah, the, perfect. This would have been. In fact, I have a feeling that this was probably done on an, on an old Twilight Zone episode. It felt like an old Twilight Zone episode stretched way, way far out to the breaking point with meh actors, right? Uh, and in a very meh forced, fake, uh, emotional ending, which was the farthest thing from emotional. It was laughably bad, turning it off. 
thank God that's done. So it so. lived up to the Smoking Skull cover of which it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <all> <laughs> okay. Yes. So uh, anyway, yeah. It sounds like a thumbs down to me. It's a thumbs down. Yeah. Not you. Not a. Not a. This is the worst thing ever. This is not a Cosmopolis, but it's a. Uh, it's a thumbs down. All right. Uh, over on my side, I had uh, from Bobcat Goldwaith, who I'm a big fan of his uh, directing his movies. Uh, I enjoy those very much, but and this one is God Bless America, and it did not disappoint. As much as I've liked his other movies, I liked it uh, just about as much. Uh, the uh, synopsis on a mission to rid society of its most repellent citizens. Terminally ill Frank makes an unlikely accomplice in 16-year-old Roxy. Uh, and basically, this guy, I mean, it's kind of a cross between, oh, what did I tell you? Um, it's, now I can't remember. I made a great reference. I said it's a cross between Fight Club and something else. Um, anyway, he's real disgusted with the elements of society and finds out he's terminally ill and just kind of goes on a killing spree, killing reality stars, reality television stars, and along the way picks up this chick, 16-year-old Roxy, who wants to go with him and do the same. And he starts just kind of blowing away anybody that makes him mad or ruins his day as being Ooh, nice. Uh, as just being mean a holes and rude or whatever, just kind of stuff like that. He doesn't just kill anybody. It's not natural born killers. He's yeah. not doing it for fun. It's just anybody that uh, one of those people. Wonderful scene in a movie theater. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> uh, you definitely should watch this. Easy thumbs up. I, I give it about the same score I give uh, his other World's Greatest Dad. Uh, he also directed um, with Robin Williams. Uh, very dark comedy, uncomfortable, awkward, and just great. I like it. Uh, but like the other ones, just a tad too long by about ten minutes. And especially when you see scenes in there where nothing's happening, and it's like, you could have trimmed that down, or you could have cut that, and this could have very easily been... Uh, you know, 90 minutes. Uh, I, I think it was like 145 or something. It's like, ah, yeah. you didn't need to have that scene where he's just sitting in the car, staring out the window, listening to music and pondering what he's doing. You know, like, you didn't need that. That We it, we got it. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, come on, let's go pick up the pace. Uh, and it ends rather predictably, as you know it's going to end. How else can oh. it end? Yep, okay, gotcha. Yeah. But, uh, but it goes out with a bang, and it, I enjoyed it all the way through it was funny you'll you will definitely like this movie they kill a lot of people that i've heard you complain about good thank <laughs> uh, goodness so you will definitely enjoy that one and if you it's, haven't seen it, world's greatest dad i encourage you to watch that one as well yeah uh, i have not seen that yet and i i need to good he just makes really interesting very dark comedies and yeah i that they tickle my funny bone they amuse me um anyway not much else to say about that okay um so let's move on to the next round. Uh, do you, you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Sure, I can go first. Uh, it doesn't uh, matter to me. Um, whatever. Go ahead. Uh, okay, let's see here. Let me get out my movies. Here we go. Okay. So for you, I, I'm i pretty proud of the list that I came up with. Um, like, I, like I told you earlier in, via text, there's only one I think that you're going to be like, oh, come on, Eugene. But you never know. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that sinister laugh it's just oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> dun 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 okay the first one is uh, and you've thrown some animated ones my way I'm not sure how many animated ones I've thrown your way but um, here we go I'm none I don't think 
Yeah. Oh, no, there was I, one that you threw as an Iranian film or something. Anyway. Oh, was there? Okay. Uh, so first one for you is Box Trolls. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've added that one. Yeah, uh, it's one that uh, I think it looks cool. And actually, the uh, uh, my my DP on the movies that the, the short films that I'm shooting, uh, mm. he took his one of his kids to see it, and he said it was it was great. So there you go. Cool. Uh, uh, that was my last ninth round pick last year in the fantasy movie league. How'd that uh, one do? Nah. <laughs> 40, 30, 30, 40, nothing. Not the two hundred million that I needed. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. Um, well, but yeah, I yeah. thought even then I, I didn't see the trailer till after I picked it, and the trailer looks very funny. I think. Yeah. So yeah, animated CGI type movie. Uh, cool. Box trolls. Okay, the next one is, and this one here I actually had on my list last week, but I had given you enough as it was, so I dropped this one from the list. And that is the Divine Move. Uh, I thought it sounded cool, uh, but it is with its it's Netflix, so you just never know. Two thousand fourteen. A uh, professional Baduk player infiltrates his local underground gambling scene to avenge his brother's death. This is a chop sake kung fu type thing. Um, uh, gets good reviews, supposedly. Lots of blood and violence in it. Uh, so, there you go. Yeah, I almost added this one for you, but I thought it was a tad long. Yeah, I know. Well, and for you, I think you're more forgiving of these. Yeah, that's fine. So, I, I'm like, um, hmm. So, um, next up is, this one here was playing at the Sarasota Film Festival a couple of years ago. This is, this is your documentary pick. Okay. And um, it got rave reviews, because uh, this is one that I, I do remember people talking about, and that is called More Than Honey from 2012. Uh, an in-depth look at honeybee colonies in California, Switzerland, China, and Australia. And I believe it's one of those things to where, you know, what happens if, you know... What happens Bees all if, go away. Yes, know. and why why they're so important to us. But it got really good reviews. Uh, well, official I would, submission. I would have added that one if I had seen that it was on there. It's funny. I go looking for documentaries. How did I not see this one? I yeah, I know. When I saw that, I'm like, oh wait, that I think that one there was the one that played at Sarasota Film Festival. Hmm. So I think that's cool. You know that yeah. that little that little time that I was involved with them. That um, so anyway. Okay, next up. Now this one here, uh, there is a chance that you have seen this one. I have not. Um, and it's one that uh, I really should watch at some point because it's a classic. 1976, directed by John Schlesinger, Marathon Man, starring Dustin Hoffman, Roy Scheider, um, Lawrence I, Olivier. Yes, I do believe I've yes I've seen this movie, and according to Netflix, I gave it three stars. Okay, uh, so you have, and seen I it. thought it was okay, very forgettable because I remember almost nothing about it. Oh, okay, because it's, it's it's that's a classic movie, and yeah. so um, okay. Well, I'm, I won't get into the synopsis, and if you've already seen it, um, here's your here's your dud pick, <laughs> Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. That's not happening <laughs> because we got to have at least I, we have to have trauma represented every now and then on our show. <laughs> I think you just want me to give it to you so that you'll get off my back about watching. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> you would dive all over that in a second. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, moving on. 
Um, I just love the cover. He isn't he even cross-eyed in the cover. Yes, he looks like a moron. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's our trauma. Uh, yep. Now this one here. Moving on here. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two more. Sergeant Kabuki, Kabuki Man, starring Edward Furlong. <laughs> co- co- co-starring Edward Furlong. Furlong. <laughs> and the Hedgehog. Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. Back on track here. Uh, the Perfect Host, 2010. David Hyde Pierce. Have you seen this one? Uh, I remember the cover, but I don't believe I've seen it now. Uh, criminal on the run cons his way into the wrong dinner party where the host is anything but ordinary. Sounds cool. Looks cool. Um, I like David Hyde Pierce. Uh, gets pretty good reviews, so why not throw it on the roulette? All right. See if it's something. Uh, Yep, and the last one is, uh, this is the odd one. Um, it sounds interesting, but I'm not, it's comedy fantasy thriller is what it's labeled as. When a couple, dis- it's called The Brass Teapot. When a hey, couple... We've talked dis- about this one before. Yeah. Yeah. This couple discovers that a brass teapot makes them money whenever they hurt themselves, they must come to terms with how far they are willing to go. I think that sounds very interesting. Um, it might suck, it might not, who knows. I I watched the trailer for it. Very very hipster. Ooh. At least it looked very, very emo hipster. We're laying around on mm. the hood of the car and we hit each other and then we get a dollar and then we go to the coffee shop. Uh, and, uh, it yeah. it looked well made, but maybe just not for me. At any yeah. rate, you have better things on this list that I'd rather watch. Gotcha. Um, hmm. You know what? I'm gonna take the divine. What was it? The, the Divine Move, the Kung Fu move, movie. Yeah, the Kung Fu movie. Cool. I, I can't find it on Netflix because it's it's labeled something else. Like I I, I tried to look for it on Netflix and it's the you got to have the Asian oh, the, title. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So they haven't. It's recently added, so they haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. Uh, but that will. I did see that. It was funny because it came up as whatever foreign language. Oh yeah. Title and then I hovered on it and it showed the poster and it said the Divine Move. Um, anyway, I'll give that one a shot. Okay, cool. I'm kind of surprised we didn't double up on any of this this week, but that's I was too. Yeah, very interesting. Um, mm. I also, while I'm thinking of it, in between our uh, givings here, uh, we decided on a little bit of a rule change for the mulligan. Uh, we did have it. At, you have to watch 30 minutes before you take a mulligan, and we decided to lower it to 15 because nobody's taking mulligans. Because once you're in at 30 minutes, your time is already so wasted. You might as well just barrel through. Because yeah. otherwise, the next one could be you could be out another 30 minutes. So if we knock down to 15, I want to encourage the mulligan because that gets more crap off of our list, and that's what we're doing the roulette for in the first place. Um. So anyway. Well, you, I, I, like I, I've said before, I never know what I'm going to come up with, with uh, for you for the roulette, and it's always something interesting, and this time it happens to be just a widespread of weirdness. Anyway, first up we have from 1984, hmm. starring a young Jet Li, uh, Kids for Sh- from Shaolin. Have you seen this one? Nope. Um, I Got a couple of I'm gonna throw at you, and this might be another one where the title is is a little different. There we go, Kids from Shaolin. Um, but I've seen a few younger Jet Li movies, uh, so I, unless it's one of the same title that I didn't, I'm not aware of. Do you know what I mean? 
because they often have multiple titles. But anyway, 1980s Jet Li, that old school kung fu has more potential than uh, a lot mm-hmm. of new stuff. Um, hour and a half. Next up, another. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> I'm laughing at your cup. Okay, another. Oh. <laughs> rather, rather, clink, clink. Crash, crash, bang. Uh, 1976, <laughs> Shaolin Temple. Okay, so I got a to. 1970s kung fu movie. This was also just recently added. Don't think I've seen this one either, but the cover looked sweet. And the cover is an actual shot from the movie, so when you see crowds of people, like it looked training, like it looks kind of big and epic. Hoping that it is. Uh, when the nice. Shaolin Temple continues to train warrior monks in the martial arts, flouting with the the ruling authority, a showdown erupts between the two forces. Uh, anyway, looks sweet. Is that, um, a, is that is, you know, is that a Shaw Brothers movie? I don't, but it sure looks like it. But then yeah, again, I know it, who can, who can tell on these old school kung? You might start I know. it in fifteen minutes. You're like, oh my god! But yeah. who knows? And both of those are hour and a half, so they shouldn't yeah. be too bad. Um, okay, enough of the kung fu. Now your sort of horror pick. I've thrown this one before, and I, I'm just so curious by this movie because the lead actress is just so odd. Let's just put it that okay. way. Uh, from 2014, 84 minutes, Nurse. Ah. Oh. Abby Russell renders compassionate care as a nurse in her day job, but at night she dedicates herself to another set of values in this gory thriller. Uh-huh. So at least you have some sort of blood option. Okay. Next is a sci-fi movie, from, also from 24. The rest are from 2014, called Young Ones. And then you might have thrown this at me before. But I didn't recognize anyone in it. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just imagining it. It's called Young Ones. 100 Minutes. As Earth oh, yeah, I did throw that at you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look on Netflix. It says starring David Butler, David Clatworthy, and Robert Hobbs. Three people I've never heard of. Then I watch the trailer, and it's it's starring Ellie Fanning and uh, Zod from Man of Steel. And uh, huh. the guy from uh, Nick Nicholas Halt from Road Warrior Four. Oh, okay. He's in. He, those are the three mains. So why are they listing these other yahoos I've never heard of? Why wouldn't they yeah. list the three main characters anyway? So it's, it's it looks like a um, indie sci-fi movie. Looks good. Some robots okay. in it and stuff. I, I watched most of the trailer and was like, oh, geez, I'm, I wish I would have picked that one when you gave it to me. Okay. Uh, okay, next up is your documentary, and it is called Whitey, USA versus James J. Bulger. Uh, huh. This is acclaimed documentarian Joe Berlinger lays bare the real story of South Boston crime boss James Whitey Bulger, including his sensational 2013 trial. I'm looking forward to watching this one because Johnny Depp's going to be in that new movie. Oh, uh, that's what that is. Well, that was one telling of it yes they're also the um the remake of infernal affairs the departed uh jack nicholson's character was based on whitey bulger no kidding yes and joe berlinger uh he directed blair witch 2 amongst tons of other like documentary type things Hmm, nice well i have added it to my queue and i'm looking forward to watching that one okay uh next up i got a couple of thrillers i'm tossing in there as well uh, one is The Bagman, starring John Cusack, Rebecca DaCosta, Robert De Niro, 
couple other big names. But you got John Cusack in a kind of direct to video thriller. Yeah. But the trailer looked cool. Explosions, blowing up, hooker chick, he's got a bag of money Stop. and he's a hitman or something, you know. The usual shenanigans. Uh, next up is one that, uh, this is the last one. I just tossed it on there as an extra. Okay. Uh, Before I Go to Sleep, starring Nicole Kidman, Colin Firth, and Mark Strong. After surviving a brutal assault, a woman awakens each morning incapable of remembering anything about her past, including the previous day. 90 minutes. Looked, trailer looked pretty good, and good cast. Colin Firth. Cole Kidman, I mean, that's that's good stuff. Yeah, is is that I'm supr- that's kind of a lister material right there. I'm kind of surprised that is was that in theaters or I, if it was, it wasn't long. I never, I don't remember seeing any run for it. But that's one that I added. Ooh, yeah. Um, boy, so already it's between before I go to sleep and nurse. Um, and nurse that cover is great and it's R rated. Um, you haven't seen I'm the trailer? Gonna, uh, no. Uh, gory. She's slicing bodies up, and she is weird. Sold. Okay, nurse it is. Mm. I I didn't say it was good. I was just telling you what I saw in the trailer. (laughs) You know me in horror. That's the shortest one, anyway. 84 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Nurse and the Divine Move. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Uh, let's move on to our Star Trek special. And usually when we do these things, we have a bunch of tidbits of interesting, of, of note, um, before we dive into just listing off the, our order of how we rate these movies. But who, who's going to come up with... It would t- we could do three shows on that to cover the whole Star Trek series. should also note that we're not including the J.J. Abrams movies in this, uh, just yeah. because they're newer and they're kind of reboots, and so we're just kind of doing the classic stuff. And the more recent, I guess, except for that. Uh, but I thought we'd start off with the shows. Uh, there's six mm-hmm. shows, and I thought we could run down, uh, rank them, and uh, what we think least to best, and then we'll do the same with the movies and move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me your number six. Number six favorite, least favorite Star Trek show. Okay, so um, just so uh, we're, we're on the same page here, the shows, we got original series, Next Gen, uh, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, Enterprise and the animated show, correct? Yep. Okay. So, uh, unfortunately, I have not watched Voyager and Deep Space Nine, so I don't. I, I how do I rate those? I'm just gonna that, say that I, I, just, I put the one. There's a couple I haven't seen as well, and I just put them at the bottom. Okay. So, with the synopsis of those two, I think that I'm gonna put Deep Space Nine as the bottom because that sounds the least interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I think Voyager is a little bit sounds more like me, but I have not watched them, so it's hard for me to judge them, but mm. I'm going to go bottom for Deep Space Nine. Nothing wrong with that. I've watched half of the first season of Deep Space Nine, and I put it at the bottom of the list. Oh, okay. Number six for me. I have not watched one single frame of the animated series, and I put it above Deep Space Nine, because I think... Oh, I did. A, that's I think that's hilarious. A, I think there's a chance I'd like that better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't... I mean, I hear that after the first season, Deep Space Nine gets really good, and it's... It, really involved and really awesome but i'm like it it's supposed to be to go where no man has gone before and deep space nine is about standing still and letting everybody come to you in this in space, space station, station. Yeah. and I, I just i was not into it i as a matter of fact i was hating it I, now, i'll give did, it a, another chance eventually but did, did john gross isn't he a defender of that show was it john gross i thought there was someone that was like dude, oh no that show's every cool. single time i've ever ragged on that show 
I'm surrounded by people who defend it. I've never talked to anybody that rags on it like I do. No one ever. So yeah. I apparently, but everybody says the first season sucks. So apparently, I got to watch past the first season. But I'm like, I was uh, just co- okay. I was just coming off a Star Trek season. I sh- like I just finished up Voyager, and you mm-hmm. know how that is. You're like, oh, mm. you're all high on it, and then you go to start another one. And you're just like, eh, I, I got to relearn all the cast and. It's best to let some time go in between shows, and then you yeah. can view it in a better light. So I'll get around to watching that one eventually when I need to get the Star Trek itch itched. Uh, but for now, nah, I'll, I, I'm going to say the animated series is number five because I'll probably like it better. Yeah. Uh, so you talked about two. Which, which two haven't you seen? Oh, and Voyager as well. Now, I will, because I, I did watch at least half of the animated show. I'm going to put that next, because it's cheesy in a 60s sort of... It, it works. It's fun. But I think that I would enjoy Voyager more than that. So, next up would be the animated show. Yeah. Well, it's the uh, Super Friends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Super Friends, yeah. So, you're on to number four, or you don't... How, where are we at? I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. Number, number six that for me wasn't, is, That was number four for you. So. No, that was... No, no I'm sorry. Uh, the animated show was number five, and then number four for me would be Voyager, again, because I have not seen right, the show. Right, that's number four. So, we're ready yep. for my number four. Yeah. Uh, which would be Enterprise. Um, the, this is the most recent show. Got a lot of hate, and rightfully so for the first half a season, but after that it really starts picking up, and I actually quite enjoyed the show, but I still, it fell down the list because I like the others just a little bit better than that one. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because it's like a prequel beginning thing, and they don't have all of their tools and abilities, and I, that gets annoying to me. It's like, ah, yeah. just teleport out of there, or just phaser this or whatever, and they can't yeah. do it because they haven't invented it yet. <laughs> um, so okay. Enterprise would be number four for me. What's your number three? Number three for me is Enterprise, uh, and I, I share some of your complaints as well. I really like the show. I have all the Blu-rays of that, and uh, half the half the fun of the show is watching the immense, huge collection of special features, interviews. Uh, Brennan Braga is uh, he talks about the show and all the struggles, the tons of struggles that that show had, um, the budgets that that show had that. You don't see that type of huge productions like, well, I, I don't want to say that now because it seems like there's a big, a big resurgence now of really big quality TV shows with mm-hmm. good special effects. But back then, not so much. And uh, But they did the best with what they could. Um, it's still not, you know, it's not top, top tier stuff, but I do enjoy that show. I think the cast, the more you watch it, the more the cast all clicks really, really well. And... Um, by the time it was done, I'm like, ah, this, I want another two or three seasons of this show, but got canceled. Yep. What are you going to do? I do yep. hope they have another one, <clears throat> another, not enterprise, but just another show of another truck. Yeah. Uh, number three for me is Voyager. And I've, this one was a little rough for me to get started, but once it did, I really fell in love with it because it's the, uh, inverted version of the treks that came before it and not the, antithesis which would be a satellite that just stops and everybody comes to but this one actually the very beginning they get blasted to the delta quadrant because some space anomaly happens during an attack so they are spending the entire show instead of trying to go beyond they're trying to get home and they're so far away that it it could take them a hundred years 
but so it really twisted uh, they're in completely uncharted space really twisted the idea on its head um, and like, like I said uncharted space and working their way back studying stuff as they go I, you know I, I'm curious like good special effects or like do the yeah do the yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, you got to if you bear in mind. I mean, obviously we have next gen and the original up there. So how much are you de- demand are you looking for on special yeah. effects? They they at least hold up to that standard of like okay. next generation. They were after next generation, so yeah, uh, they were at least that good or better. And some okay. of the stories are hit and miss, but that's that's uh, that that's goes with any of the treks. You know, you're gonna have them episodes or them characters where you're like, oh, just die already. Yeah, um, but. For the most part, I mean, after a season, like any of these, you got to get used to the crew, and after a season or two, I fell in love with it, man. Yeah. And I, I mean, I had some annoying parts, but by the time it was wrapping up, I was like, oh, I'm not ready for it to be over. And it was. And yeah. it was, like, I was kind of sad, so I was like, well, I'll dive into Deep Space Nine. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah. Voyager's okay. number three for me. Okay, number two for me, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I was diehard until you, I still lived in Florida, until you kept on harping on me. You're like, dude, you got to give it a chance. And because I gave it a chance, officially number two for me is the original series. We um, have the same one and two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I love the original series. They are classics of American television. I love them. Um, some of the greatest television I've ever seen. Not the best, but it's it's great and it's campy um, in the most lovable sort of way. The cast is. I, I still think that. Well, no, I don't want to say that that the original crew is my favorite because we'll get to that later. Um, but they all work. A Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Man, they 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 work so good together. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I agree, and uh, it's my number two as well. And it's it's interesting how it can be totally campy, and then they land on a planet, and by about the second season, you're invested. When they land on a planet, and you can tell it's a stage, I'm still like, ooh, where's the alien? What's going to happen? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. It's like, okay, what's okay? Oh, there's two red shirts, so there's going to be two deaths coming yes. up here. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, I, I appreciate it very much for what it was, and especially. Um, how it's cleaned up over the years, uh, the better transfers yeah. looks amazing. Yep. Um, but yeah, I also, and see, like I remember watching some next gen when it was on TV as when I was younger and I was like, Ugh, I was a bald guy leading and it's not yeah, Kirk and it's not, it's not cheesy and uh, this sucks. And I watched a handful of episodes and quit. So revisiting it now when I'm a little older and not a dumbass. Oh, <laughs> correction. Not so much of a dumbass. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. Like, from the get-go, I loved it, and it just got better and better and better. I couldn't believe it. That's when I started ranting to you about it. And it, yeah. I think, that, and especially because it is a whole complete arc, the Next Generation series, that's why I like it even more. It wraps itself kind of up. Um, yeah. And I love that part of it. Yeah. Yep. Anything else to so add you, for the shows? Um, yeah, just obviously number one, Next Generation. That show is... Brilliant, brilliant, and I remember um, after you were re- like, "Dude, you gotta watch it!" And so they released the first uh, season on Blu-ray, and I got it for my birthday. And I and and immediately, first episode, I'm like, "Ooh, this is this is good. Like, this is this is really good." And from that point on, and, and I think you were like, "Oh, just wait, just wait." Yeah. It gets like as the seasons go by, um, and by season three is where it completely hit its stride 
and I think my favorite season was five or six. But I'm like, it's when when that show was firing on all, on all cylinders. I'm like, this is better than most of the movies. Yeah, oh, it, it was. was <laughs> it was so good. The writing, the acting, the characters are are so good. There's, I don't think there's quite the camaraderie of Kirk, Spock, McCoy in that. But the whole crew them themselves and the stories are just they they knock it out of the park. And especially because so many of the shows had to be one-off episodes, which was very hard for them to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Braga got away from that. In Enterprise, he was able to do like a season-long arc, which is great. Um, but just to, to really to have to have bottle episodes, like each episode is a self-contained thing instead of a huge arc, mm. that's got to be tough for seven seven seasons to do that. And, and to have an arc for each character contained within that carries yeah. on because there's so many more on the crew. I agree that that crew is a little more clinical, a little more military uh, yeah. formation, if you will. Um, but I don't know. I, it just, it worked. It was so great. Yeah. And, and Tasha Yar. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just love how he always had a, the captain of the next gen, he always had a way out or a smart comment. And I always, there were so many situations where I was like, how are they possibly going to get out of this? They are screwed. And he would just, say something the exact right thing and get get him yeah. out it was crazy yep and there was even a couple episodes that were so well done that it almost it, well not almost it did give me and it was an emotional response like i got emotional on it like mm-hmm. uh, trans just going past star trek to where like one episode it was either i think it was in the second season where the measure of a man is what it was called and it was where data was being yeah um they were talking about decommissioning him or something and it was i'm like it was a powerful piece of television to where I'm like this is an emotionally uh, tough episode yeah they were trying to figure out if as a synthetic human he has rights yeah uh, yeah that was that was amazing yeah so anyway and I agree that there were a lot of episodes in there that were way better than the next gen movies they came out with I'm like why I know didn't you that... make that a movie like why didn't you use that plot like yeah oh, come on anyway I'm we'll so get, curious where all the movies fall and, and where we where we land on these things. <laughs> well, let's move into it. Number 10 for me is Insurrection. Uh, this would be Next Generation movie number three. And one of the reasons is because I, this is one of those, I have a hard time remembering what happened in this thing. You know what I mean? I Like, I go read the synopsis and I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of remember that one. And it's one I've watched three or four times probably over my life. Uh, but it just blanks out because it was so forgettable. Uh, just yeah. another, like we've said before, there uh, a couple of those movies are just big television episodes. Even the special yeah. effects aren't that good. Um, anyway, number 10. Okay, number 10 for me is First Contact. Um, this is a lot of, uh, of next-gen fans' favorite of the next-gen movies, but for me... And it was it was really good. It's a really good movie. I like all the Star Trek movies, but for me, it was especially after watching the show. It has dropped uh, because I'm like, ah, oh, here we go with our Borg thing now. It's we're back to the Borg, and it was good, um, but it it doesn't have the replay value that some of the other next gen movies do, and especially the the original crew. So, First Contact is my is my least favorite of the Star Trek movies. Okay, 
Uh, and well, and I should say that like the bottom half of this list, the bottom five, they're kind of interchangeable almost. I they mean, are, I know. And then the top, yeah, whatever. But uh, number nine for me is Generations. This would be the first next generation movie, and I liked it a lot more after watching the next gen series. I uh, just, it's still, it's kind of forgettable. I just, the only thing that I know about it is Kirk and the other guy are in it both. And you're like, okay, good, but it's not really Kirk, or is it? Or a memory of Kirk? It's, what? Huh? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only reason it falls this far is because, well, the others are just better. That's all there is to it. Number okay. nine. Nine for me is Insurrection. And you hit the nail on the head when you said it felt like an extended TV show. And Insurrection, I think, was the most like a TV show. Like, it felt the most like a next-gen TV show. Uh, where, you know, there's an alien race, and they're trying to do this and that, and the bad guys, and I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. I've seen it numerous times. I still like it, uh, but it's uh, it's just a really good next-gen TV show, stretched out in the, to 90 minutes or an hour and 45 minutes. So, yep. uh, Number eight, uh, I have The Undiscovered Country. This would be the old crew, their sixth movie. And mm-hmm. the reason I got knocked down to here is because, again, forgettable. I gotta go look up what this movie is about, and then I go, oh yeah, I kind of remember something with the Klingons, and the one Klingon's mad or something. Like, you know, <laughs> I can't, it's not like I can just nail down, oh, Wrath of Khan, yeah, right, you know. There's <laughs> a good villain, there's something you, you remember that. This one, The Undiscovered Country, and I'm like, I got nothing. Like, I, I remember <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Uh, number eight. Eight for me is Generations. Uh, that's the first crossover from original crew to the So it's all crew. next gen at the bottom of your list. Yeah, and I still, I, I still like all the movies. I mean, a lot of these get four stars from me. Mm-hmm. But it's not four and a half, and it's not five. Uh, and Generations, a lot of these, seriously, the next gen movies, are almost splitting hairs for me. Because Generations is a little bit better than Insurrection, but not much. And it's, I mean, I agree. But in order to not have all the next gen at the bottom of my list, I started going, okay, if I had to like just watch a Star Trek movie right now, which one would I watch? This one or this one? Would I watch Generations yeah. or would I watch Undiscovered Country? And I had to go, you know, I'd rather watch the Undiscovered Country because I forget more about that one. Yeah. So there's gotcha. Why, yeah. Okay. Uh, Anything else you wanted to add on, on, on Generations? No, Generations, yeah, no, huh? Okay. Nope. Um, number seven, I have The Final Frontier. And this is <clears throat> the old school crew number five. Uh, and I actually, I do like this movie. And I got, I think you really hated it, and I got you to watch it again and said, it's not that bad. Um, no. This yep. is one where they go <laughs> looking for God at the end of the universe. It's very, yep. it's kind of odd. Maybe it doesn't feel like it should fit in this universe, but... I still kind of dig it, and it's interesting, and at least it does something different, as opposed to always fighting Borg or Klingon or whatever. Yeah, it Shatner directed it. <laughs> it. It's there, and I, I, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at least he made something memorable. Number seven. Seven for me is Final Frontier. Hey, um, high five. Yep. <laughs> yeah, hey, and you know, this one here actually won Razzie for Worst Picture of the Year, the year that that came out. Well, that was, must have uh, been a good year for movies. Yeah, because it's still a it's still a good movie. The history behind the special effects for that movie is as interesting as the movie itself, uh, because they didn't get ILM for that movie because Shatner went way over budget on 
a lot of the Yosemite stuff in the beginning. And so they had to uh, hire this other company that was not near the quality that ILM was, and it shows. It's still cool in a cheesy, almost older, like the actual TV show sort of way, but they're still not, they're not terrible. But I'll tell you, I love the storyline. I thought the storyline was great. It was it was what makes Star Trek good is, oh, they're trying to find God in the center of the universe, and I thought it was cool. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Ahura dancing in the desert was lame. Some of Scotty's one-liners were lame, but, eh, you know what? Dad, I had way worse lines than some of the next-gen movies. Yep, no doubt about so. that. Uh, okay, number six for me is The Voyage Home. Uh, this movie plays great for a comedy Star Trek movie. Uh, yeah. and, and the whales and all that. Oh, there's so much comedy in there, and it's actually funny. But uh, when you're when you're going for a Star Trek movie, do you want to go to the future and watch them explore some alien planet and an alien race, or do you want to watch them go to the '80s? Because that's what yeah. this movie is. They go to the '80s, or yeah, it's just like ah, come on. Uh, <laughs> But it has an interesting storyline. Like I said, the the humor actually works. So it's interesting on that account. Yeah. Number six. Six for me is Nemesis. Ooh. The, yep. The very, very last of the next-gen movies starring Tom Hardy as the villain in it, as the uh, Picard clone or whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. A good movie. I thought it was good. The special effects are fantastic in this movie. Um, my biggest gripe for this movie, honestly, is the fact that uh, I believe Paramount butchered the movie. There is a good 40 minutes of that movie that were cut out, um, and that's unfortunate because there was a lot of good stuff that supposedly was left on the cutting room floor to make it more of an action-packed movie, uh, and I think that it would probably climb even higher if I could see that stuff and have it back in there because I love the storyline. It's I like the Romulans in it, and... How everything comes together, uh, it, it was a good send-off for the next-gen crew, uh, and I wish that they could have kept on going, but it was a it was a good last next-gen movie. And again, the, the effects were great. I agree. Uh, number five for me is First Contact, and I agree with everything you said about the movie, except for, I feel like um, it bumped up a couple of slots after I watched the, uh, the next-gen series. Like because mm. now I was watching it and it's like oh I understand why this is happening or why this is a big deal and um, so that bumped it up for me even though it does feel like an extended episode especially with the effects being kind of dated mm-hmm. I still kind of dig the movie and uh, again I had to go back to uh, what am I gonna watch I'll put it I'll put it, I'll put it there number five uh, five for me is the voyage home mm. um. I, I, I'm, I love the 80s. You know that. Most, most of the listeners know I love the 80s. And so the 80s styles, the 80s humor, I get, I like. Um, the, you know, the MacGuffin in it is the whales. It's just a way to get back there and have uh, comic hijinks. After the seriousness of, of, the, um, of the story arc of... Uh, three? Of, yeah, the two and three. Yeah. This was a good fitting end to that with Spock and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really liked it. I thought that, I mean, the effects are really good. It's still not a slam-bam, awesome action Star Trek, but uh, for a for a more lighthearted, fun uh, one, I think it's really good. And I had fond memories of of my mom taking, this, to, taking me to see that movie in the theater. So, 
Cool. That was cool. Uh, number four for me is Nemesis. And I shouldn't put it this high, but because it's kind of a mess, but I can't help it. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting film and it's action packed and like you said, Tom Hardy and one day we're gonna I wanna see that director's cut. I, I yeah. am dying to see that. But yeah. of the uh, next-gen movies. Uh, Generations felt like a movie, and Nemesis felt like a movie. The other two felt like episodes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why this one gets bumped up a little higher, because it's just curious, and I'm always looking between scenes to see what did they cut? What could be left out there? And Because it feels like there's big holes in that movie. Yeah, there does, yeah. I still yep. enjoy it. Uh, number yep. four. Four, for me, is The Undiscovered Country. Um I, I really like the story. I like the fact that the Undiscovered Country movie is a kind of a whodunit type mystery type thing. Uh, outer space. There's lots of you know going from this planet to this planet and the Klingons and uh, oh, and all that. There's, I do remember that one now. It's where there's floating blood droplets and somebody yes. went on the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, and the, it, 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 you can stay down there at number eight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I liked it, uh, and that was that's the final one with the original with all of the original crew, and so it kind of has a special place in my heart. And I saw that in the theater too, and I knew that this was the last one, and uh, and I have fond memories of seeing that in the theater, knowing this is the last one with the original crew. Mm-hmm. So, okay, um, what are we on? Number three. Yes, number three. I have the search for Spock. And this would be part three of the original crew. And I really appreciated what they did as far as story-wise. I I think they did have a lot of great set pieces in here. This is right in that window of cool, uh, practical special effects. And I really enjoyed the way they dealt with the aftermath with Spock from the previous film. Let's keep it Mm -hmm. like that in case anybody hasn't seen it. Um, Yeah. But I like the way it all came back around. I, I don't know. I just I enjoyed that film, even though it's it's weird. Whatever it it goes to number three for me I, as far as being complete, a complete film. Number three, three for me is Search for Spock. I think we're going to be tied the rest of the yeah, way. Yeah, I think we are too. Yeah, <laughs> Search for Spock. Um, the more I or I watch it, the more I love that movie. I I love um, Christopher Lloyd as the lead Klingon <laughs> bad guy. Me too. Uh, I, I, honestly, one of my biggest gripes for that movie is they got rid of Kirstie Alley, or she didn't come back uh, as her character from Wrath of Khan, and the actress that they got to play her role in Search for Spock did not work for me at all. I did not like her at all. Um, she just she didn't fit the role to me as a as a uh, um as a Vulcan. But having said that, it's a great addition to the, the, is it the Geonosis or is it the, the Genesis Genesis project? Project, Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a good middle one of that story arc. Mm -hmm. So, and since we're going to be the same the rest of the way, uh, I, I really, I, I was really shocked when I went and revisited these movies a few years ago because I've only recently, in the last five, ten years, started really getting into Trek because as we were growing up, it was either your Star Trek or Star Wars. You're not both, you know? And, yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> and then you get a little older and you're like, that is stupid. I can like both just fine, you know, bite me. Yeah. And yeah. So I'm going to go try and watch this Trek stuff, this fantasy space movie without lightsabers, whatever that may be. <laughs> so, and phasers, you see. Yeah, yeah right. Phasers. So in watching them, um, 
I was really interested, or I found it really fascinating how the first one, two, three, four, all that's all kind of one story arc in a way. Mm-hmm. And I, it was like, they didn't design it that way. It had to be like, okay, we're going to make a sequel. And instead of just, okay, well, the new villain is bigger and badder and we're moving on. It, it, there's an arc to those movies. I guess maybe it's just two, three, four. I guess one's, yeah. a, one's, one's separate. Uh, mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I thought that was kind of fascinating how they probably, I totally guessing here, but they probably didn't plan it that way. They just were making sequels, and they're like, where, where can we take the story now? And then by the end yeah. of four, they get back home, uh, yeah. which I thought was brilliant. And it makes yeah. all three of those lesser movies better, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, well, and uh, Search for Spock, um, they kept on with the Genesis storyline because Leonard Nimoy said, I'll come back as Spock if I can direct it. Mm-hmm. That's why there is a Search for Spock. He came back because he directed the movie. Nice. So I thought that was kind of cool. So that's they kept that story arc going. Yeah, the search um, for director. Yes. <laughs> well, do you want to tackle number two? Or uh, Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. number two is Wrath of Khan for me. Me too. Um, <laughs> and now was, every it, Trekkie right now is, oh, sorry, Trekker, you freaking dork. is like, what? No, Wrath of Khan! <laughs> yeah, it's the greatest. Ra- Wrath of Khan is a great science fiction movie. It's filled with action, filled with great performances. Uh, it, everything about that makes Star Trek cool is in there. Um, just not quite my number one, but it's still great. And the special effects are fantastic, especially the end um, battle, I guess you could call it, in the nebula. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love that scene. It's very unnerving because the... the Sorry, we can't call it camera because it's space and science. So their their friggin' viewmaster keeps blurring yeah. in and out, and so you're like, "What's going on? Are we gonna hit?" Yeah, it's very. They can't see. I don't know. Just fire. <laughs> and I'll tell you, every time I watch it, I've watched that movie so many times, I still get choked up at Kirk's speech in the end, and that's all I'll say. Yeah, it's true. He he, he delivers. The man can deliver. Yep. Uh, I agree. Um, what I would like to say about Wrath of Khan, um, I, I love, love, love. My favorite thing about that movie is that they took an existing episode and did a like a sequel to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like this is uh, the, these people were all in the. And ep- I don't remember what the episode's called right now off the top of my head, but they followed up with it because so often in the episodes they do these things and they help these aliens or whatever and then you just move on and you got to wonder well what i wonder what happened 10 a decade down the road did they make it did everything work out well with these people you get to find out and it's ugly and they're gonna put bugs in your ears and shit's gonna happen it's not gonna be good um and <laughs> it was a fascinating story i really appreciate it it's got a lot of wonderful uh genre defining moments in it yes it does um, but <laughs> but it is not the epic sci-fi masterpiece I think that Gene Roddenberry would have had in mind, as he did with the original The Motion Picture. Yep. Um, that movie is as epic as 2001. It's 2001 through a, a more mainstream lens with exactly. an even more shocking ending. That ending, it just the reveal Amazing. is just... It just sends goosebumps up up your yeah. spine, especially considering that within the last couple of weeks, um, Voyager left our solar system. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> in real life, here we are in 2015, and that happened. Isn't and that cool? <laughs> it's cool, but on the other hand, as a big fan of the motion picture, it's terrifying. <laughs> it also leads to other speculation. Borg, is, who mm. who turned that thing around and sent yeah. it flying back? But mm-hmm. I, there, I love that movie. Love, 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 love the motion picture. It easily takes the first spot. I know a lot of people out there right now are just fainting and hitting their yeah. keyboards. It, for me too. It's easily there's it's it's all the others are here and the other one is like way <laughs> up here. It's it's one of well, I don't want to spoil any of our top 100 but it is it Oh, it's is in a there. True yeah. <laughs> true true science fiction classic. The effects are breathtaking to this day. The effects are amazing in that movie. The score is amazing. Everything about it is just um, it, it that truly I think that that one there defines best what Gene Roddenberry had in mind with what he wanted Star Trek to be is exploring the great unknown and exploring what's out there and and it captures that brilliantly and it it also covers some of those other elements that the the later sequels would deal with with uh, uh, the sacrifice for the greater good with uh, mm-hmm. and Spock Spock goes mm-hmm. out on his own in that movie in the motion yeah. picture. And flying through this gigantic uh, ship of sorts, and ah, oh, it's just there's so many breathtaking shots in it. And did mm-hmm. you not tell me they redid a lot of special effects on some of these, but they did not redo the effects on motion picture? Um, the effects on the motion picture, they redid some of the effects for the DVD release, and those were done in standard definition for DVD. Um, they had to go, and that company went belly up, and so and and uh, the director is no longer with us. And so Paramount has never sunk the money into remastering the the remade. I don't want to say remade, but the the newer effects. He has they have not sunk the money into redoing those yeah. for a Blu-ray release. So the only version that is currently available in high definition is the original theatrical version. And I've grown honestly. I've grown to love that version of the movie. I I have revisited the DVD to see the special effects, and they are good. But they are starting already to get a little bit CGI dated, if mm. that makes sense. Yes, it does. Where the original motion picture, the original theatrical version, does not. It's all practical effects, whereas... So the Blu-ray I have is still good to go, is what you're saying. Oh, yes. Okay. The blu I'm fine with it. I'm happy with it. Eventually, I'm hoping that we will get a, uh, the, the version with newer effects, but again, it's CGI, and it's CGI from quite a while ago. Right. So... Anyway. Cool. Well, uh, anything else you want to add to this Star Trek special? I love Star Trek. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I do too, and I hope they make more, and I hope that they get somebody who really understands Gene Roddenberry's voice and what he really wanted to accomplish. I really appreciate J.J. Abrams' movies, uh, the ones that he did, especially the first one. The second one, I still have um, my reservations about, but I, I enjoyed it much more the second time around. Um but still, it's like, why did you go back to the well? Like, go new. Mm-hmm. Do totally different. Um, but it still was a pretty good movie. Um, and with that, anyway, let's move on to Recently Watched. <clears throat> I got uh, four movies here that need dissection. And I have okay. no idea what I'm going to say about them. Okay. I'll let you go first. Okay. Uh, I want to talk real briefly about um, one of the movies that you had on the roulette for me last week. After the meh after, 
I'm like, okay, I want to watch the one that I should have picked, and that was Welcome to the Punch. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, so I watched that, and, and um, uh, I, let me just pull that up here on IMDb, uh, just so I have... Um, so you liked it better than After? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Very much so. Um, uh, James McAvoy, Mark Strong, uh, good cast, uh, good story. I will say this. The first half of the movie it worked a lot better than the second half. The second half got a little bit more run-of-the-mill cop crime thriller. It was still good, but the beginning, the first half, I'm like, oh, this is this is great. And then the second half, I'm like, ah, now we're falling a little bit more into your standard action movie trappings, which was a, a letdown. Right. Didn't ruin the movie. Um, I still like it. I still would recommend it, but it, it dropped a full star because they went a bit more on the safe route for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it was done, I'm like, ah, that was a really good movie, but kind of forgettable. Like, I, I'm, I might watch it again sometime, but I'm like, ah, you had such a great, cool setup. Followed by a, a good conclusion. So, <laughs> uh, does that make sense? Welcome to the punch. Uh, I find you acceptable. <laughs> yes, you're very, very, very acceptable. In about, in about <laughs> three or to five years, when I forget everything that you were about, I might revisit you. Just out I'll of pure that. Yeah. curiosity, you are the undiscovered country of action <laughs> movies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> British action <laughs> movies. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, keeping in with that theme. Uh, one of the movies I gave to you last week was The Hybrid, and you said you'd already saw it, and you said mm-hmm. I should give it a, a watch, so I did. And it was okay. <laughs> it had a couple of really cool little scenes, and everything was fine, I guess, but it wasn't like uh, an action movie that you're like, oh, you got to watch this. A group of Russian people break into a prison to break out these alien-human hybrid people with crazy eyes and... Everything in this movie, you can predict everything that's going to happen. Oh, are they mm-hmm. going to turn bad? Oh, no, it turns bad. Oh, are they going to escape? Oh, gee, I wonder. Um, <laughs> yeah, the end. So the hybrid, I'll give it a, I'll give it a pass, like a five and a half. Uh, as being watchable, it was okay. It was nothing too painful there, but uh, you don't have to hurt yourself to watch that one. But it might be good for a Saturday afternoon dozing in and out nap. <laughs> Yeah. Did you uh, like how things got a little bit more violent and graphic towards the end? I, I thought yes, that was Yes, I, I liked when the thing flipped that one girl over and just broke her. That's the only yes. way I can put it. He just broke her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was the best part of the movie. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. I don't think yeah, they had the budget. Bad. I don't think they had the budget to go too crazy with that. Uh, yeah. I, I wish he would have done that to everybody else. It would have been fantastic. But instead, it was just one poor girl that got it. And she deserved it. Um, oh, yes. Okay, back to you. Then I have three awesome movies to talk about. Oh, okay. Now that I got um, hybrid out of the way, since you started with roulette <laughs> stuff, I figure, well, we'll, yeah. we'll get that guy out. Okay, I want to quick talk about Tomorrowland. And I know we don't usually talk about brand new releases, oh, but I didn't no, want to... You could talk about anything on this show. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I want to talk about Tomorrowland because, it, uh, unfortunately, it is not doing as well as I personally think it should. Um, <laughs> or want it to, you mean? Or want it to because it's, it's on my fantasy league. Uh, but even beside that, besides that, that is a... I like the fact that um, we are seeing a new, very novel, unique science fiction movie that's not a sequel, that's not a reboot, um, reimagining. It's a genuinely new story 
uh, and it's a good one. My wife and I, after we watched it, we talked in length about it uh, when we went out to eat, uh, just discussing what worked and what the reasons why it may not be a huge crowd pleaser. And I think one of the main reasons is it is um, a thinking man's science fiction movie that is dressed up as a Disney kids movie. And it is. Um, and therefore, you're going to lose a lot of kids you know, in, in this movie. Um, there's some whimsical, fun, kiddie type Disney stuff. And then at Wait, the, some, some, some whimsical? We're making up whismical. words again. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's quasi-essential. It was quasi-essential yeah. last week, and now it's whimsical. <laughs> whimsical, yes. Uh, yeah, I think you get the point. I get. I love it. I, no, I love it. Keep going. Yeah. And on that note... It'll, <laughs> it'll be in Webster's uh, next year. <laughs> yeah. Soft Underbelly says that... Whimsical. <laughs> Whimsical. <laughs> Wizmipple or <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. wow! Sorry, George, sorry, George Clooney. The land yes. of, the, anyway. of the future. <laughs> yes, <laughs> future. Um, but yeah, it's it is going to lose some of your family crowd, I think, because it does get very, uh, very much. So why are the critics things. not digging it? it? I don't. You know, it has a good positive message to it. Um, the, it is plot heavy like you gotta I think you gotta pay attention it's all there but there's a lot going on especially the second half um it's like whoa okay now we're here now we're here now we're here I but I I was totally on board I mean I'm like Disney check one yes Clooney yes huge science fiction like special effects Brad Bird I was all in I gave it four out of five stars cool um yeah I, I mean they're the ending they could. I'm, I'm not sure if they could have expanded it a little bit more, made it a little bit longer, or or tightened it up a little bit more. I'm not sure which way they could have gone, um, because the last 30 minutes or so, I'm like something was a little bit wonky with it. But that's a minor complaint. I thought it was great. I thought the storyline was great, and um, watching a special or watching a rocket blast off out of the middle of the Eiffel Tower is awesome. <laughs> Cool. I, I'm, that may be a spoiler, but I mean, it's, that's halfway through the movie. I it's, doubt it. It was just, it was awesome. You ruined so, it for me. Are you telling me that they yes. take off in a rocket and George Clooney Tomorrowland, a fut- future place? I mean, <laughs> yes. Future. And I also like the fact that that um, we do see little pieces of Walt Disney World in the movie. Mm. Um, so Space Mountain is in there, and It's a Small World is in there, and there's some other little nods to Walt Disney World, and I love Walt Disney World. Yeah, and I, I really like that, and also. Uh, there is a homage to a lot of cool old science fiction movies stuck in this movie as well. That if you are a fan of that type of thing, like you are and like I am, mm-hmm. you'll be a kid. Nick, there, there, there was a couple times where I'm like, Ooh, look, there's a little nod to the black hole, and there is oh, shut up. This and that. Oh, you got to shut up yeah. now. Now I got to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, but I liked it. It's unfortunate. I, I wish that it would be doing better, but. Um, uh, you know, hopefully down the road, like the black hole, it will develop a cult following. And uh, you know. oh, it may not be that bad yet. I mean, it probably could be doing pretty good overseas. I mean, look at. Uh, right, we'll move into my next couple of picks. I got yeah. a couple of new ones back to back here. Mad Max Fury Road. I finally managed huh. to catch this week. Um, Mad Max just crossed like a hundred and change this week uh, for the United States, but it's up to like two thirty for uh, worldwide. So uh, the, the worldwide audience is becoming more of a factor than it ever has been. Um, yeah. So you gotta, you gotta factor that in when the, everybody's running these numbers. 
Uh, Mad Max, obviously, Fury Road, huge, huge thumbs up. I will mirror what uh, 98% of uh, critics are saying on uh, the internet and the world. There's only a couple of schlubs out there that are like, nope, thumbs down, not for me. They're wrong. Yeah. Both they of are them, wrong. whoever they are. <laughs> Fantastic movie, but i got to correct a couple of things that I went into, a couple of perceptions that I was told. One, uh, it's a two-hour-long car chase. That is not true. Uh, there are wonderful moments of levity in small and intimate scenes in between the action. Uh, here and there, sure, the bulk of this movie is a car chase, yes, but it made it sound like it's a whirlwind tornado for two hours. No, it's not. There, there are scenes at those scenes at night when they were going through like the bog swamp stuff were unbelievable. Like, yeah, and there are moments of closeness without dialogue. That's another thing. I heard Tom Hardy has seven lines of dialogue, and then somebody else said, "No, no, he has fifty. and which means he barely speaks at all or just grunts. He talks a fair amount here and there, as needed. It's not like a mostly uh, notably silent role. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I guess I was expecting Silent Bob over here, and it's yeah. it, it's not that way. He doesn't talk for a while, but he talks when it's important, when it's time. Um, but I, I thought those those wonderful moments of levity really broke up the action, and it needed to. You have to. You can't just have action nonstop, boom, 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 or else it it just becomes noise and loses its power. But you have to have that up and down roller coaster. And when you have the the down parts here, where they're building character relationships and stuff like that, then when the crap hits the fan again, your your adrenaline starts going again. Your blood starts pumping. You start sweating, and it was yep all perfectly balanced it was brilliantly balanced i i cannot believe it and he got his uh george miller had his wife edit it and she only edited like uh happy feet two or a couple of other movies like that she had never edited an action movie and he wanted her to edit it so that because otherwise an action editor would just do the same beats and he wanted it to have a different feel and different look which is amazing because the action scenes are edited together like a george miller Road Warrior movie. They they look exactly like that, which is just brilliant. I loved it. I I can't wait to watch it again, especially without the 3D, because I couldn't help but go to a 3D show because the times were so bad. Oh, Uh, so you did watch it in 3D? Yeah, I did watch it in 3D, and it was relevant. It did not need to be in 3D. And and then I was watching Presser with him and and Can, and he was like, oh, I love 3D, and it's amazing, and... 3D is great, and I wish I could have shot it all in 3D, or I don't know what he was saying, but I was like, oh, amazing how much you love 3D, and I'm like, this does not need to be 3D. But I didn't have a choice because the showtimes were such crap. Uh, Okay, also on the recently watched new release front, Furious 7 I got to watch in the Dollar Theater today with about 20 other people. Oh. It was the big Dollar Theater, though, so it it was okay, and everybody was... Relatively quiet. I heard murmuring guy across the other side of the room, So, but it wasn't too big a deal. I'm in a Fast and Furious movie. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, did you see Fast and Furious 4, 5, and 6? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like that. There you go. <laughs> okay. So uh, It's like that. So no... Yeah, it's ridiculous over the top. It has uh, stuff in it that is just completely stupid, uh, but it's all stuff in comparison. Like, 
for example, he, I'm not ruining anything in this movie. He, at one point, is trapped and ramps his car off a mountain cliff. I'm talking ramps a hundred feet through the air before he even hits the slope, which then flips his car 10,000 times with pieces flying off of it and rolls all the way down a mountain. I mean, a steep speed racer type mountain. Gets out at the bottom, walks away. Okay. And then towards the end, he ramps his car again off a about a three-story car park and needs CPR. Oh! You know, stuff like that where you're like, what? What? Like, this other thing you did, way more impossible than what just happened, and you walked away from that one just fine, but this one they're pumping on your chest? <laughs> what? Like, it didn't even look that bad by this movie's standards. <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, come on. You know what you're getting with this. It, uh, there, a lot of ass-kicking and punching Jason Statham and The Rock and uh, Tony Jaa. Uh, it was a, a total blast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, at this point, you're either into these movies or you're not. At the end, there was a tremendous send-off for Paul Walker. Um that I don't want to say what they yeah. did or how they did it because uh, I don't want to give it away, but it's amazing how you sit there watching that movie for two plus hours and you're going, this is all ridiculous and this is so silly and ridiculous and ridiculous and ridiculous. And then they do that little thing towards the end and you're like, wow, I'm almost rolling it. I'm almost crying. Uh, like it wow. was about the perfect send off you could get for a guy who practically started his career with the first one, you know, yeah. Uh, so, uh, his untimely death. Why do the people that I like die? Well, it's him, Heath Ledger. You know the people that I have always defended. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Why? Ah, oh, damn it. But uh, the ending was uh, beautiful and uh, perfect and uh, gut wrenching at the same wow. time. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was very hard to watch. I heard some people say that you could tell when they used his brothers and. Uh, CGI'd his face? Not really. Other than a couple of scenes where I thought they were really focused on the coverage of having cameras oh. at his back, but I'm not sure that they did that or that it was just in my head. Uh, because Knowing what happened, well, yeah. Well, because you're not going to come back later and shoot coverage. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm talking yeah. of conversation shots in an office. You're not going to come back yeah. later. It's not like they shoot, okay, we're going to shoot the rock talking and then we'll come back in a week and shoot his reactions to what he, you know, they shoot coverage yeah. at the same day. Uh, so I, that had to just be in my head. I, I, but if, wherever that stuff was, I couldn't really see it. Uh, so do you have a personal favorite fast and furious movie or are they all kind of, man, that's hard. I, I maybe at this point, maybe five, because it seems like with six and seven, they went even more ridiculous. Five was yeah, the one that I, started off on the train and ramping out of the train. That was sweet. And that was like, okay, that was the best. That was, yeah, that was the bank heist. The bank one. heist that was my one, favorite. Yeah, yeah, I, I would probably say five. Then six went over the top with that. They're on the air, the airplane for three hours. <laughs> the long, the longest runway, longest on one is that Earth. runway covers all of Europe, and just a, a lot of stuff that they did, which was silly and laughable, and ha ha ha. This was way more like six than five. Uh, like they, okay. they did a lot of that stuff where you're like, okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> it was still, but it's still kind of entertaining. Um, and, and yeah. And then other, uh, just, just other dumb things where it's like, you got Hobbs in the middle of the street with a Gatling gun, a la Terminator two, just 
a helicopter and I'm out of ammo and puts it down. But then there's a bag hanging off of it and he pulls out a revolver and it's like you are at least a quarter mile away. At least a quarter mile away from that helicopter. And he's like, bang, 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 a revolver. Bang, 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 bang. And you see on the bag where it's like all of the bullets are pinging off of this bag. I mean, at that range, you wouldn't hit the helicopter. It it would be amazing if one of those bullets hit the helicopter. And they were all like on this tiny little area. (laughs) Of course. But it's just those little things like that where it tweaks me and I'm like, oh, you're taking me out of the movie because that's dumb. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. So Vin Diesel saying that's the best movie of the year that's going to win Best Picture of the Year. Is he close or not? Probably not so much, but I'm rooting for Mad Max. There's only one movie this year, and that is Max. Mm-hmm. And I'd also like to say to all the people that think that um, this fan theory going around that Mad Max in this movie is actually the feral kid from Road Warrior, just bite me, because I hate that yeah. theory. That irritates the crap out of me. I don't like. The, I don't like that at all. Forget that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm blabbering on way too long. Uh, give me one more because I have one more I want to talk about. Okay, um, so I've got one more to left to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I, I'm, I'm going to talk about two, but one is going to be like literally 30 seconds because I'm going to just refer to my show. Um, but uh, listen to my show for my thoughts on a 1975 Mondo movie called Mondo Magic. My latest episode, I deal with the Mondo subgenre, um, which, which Mondo, if you don't know what that means... Uh, Mondo movies transformed into the sh- uh, documentaries, which is Faces of Death type stuff. Mm. There you go. So, um, I did watch that. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to hit on... I'm trying to decide, do I actually want to waste time talking about Ice Tastrophe? <laughs> you might as well, since we talked about it last episode. Okay, I watched that. <laughs> okay, see? next. Yeah. And, okay, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, please go yeah. and break it down for us. Break it down. It's uh, a, a meteorite crashes to Earth and splits off into two, and one piece is hot and one is cold, I think. And then really bad sci-fi actors uh, CGI freeze to death in a small, nondescript little town, and then the world is saved. I should. Pro- to- I mean, I should stop you, but we also spent so much time talking about how uh, visionaries from the future fly back in time to the '80s to pick up whales and then yes. fly them back <laughs> forward in time to save the world or something. So or something. You know, or, yeah. Technically, ice catastrophe yeah. least. Uh, Less ridiculous than the voyage home, I guess. Yeah, there you go. And and I will say this: that the original title was Christmas Ice Catastrophe because oh. you see it takes place at Christmas. Wow! Oh, so there was Santa yes. Claus and reindeer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here's I will say this about this movie: as lame as it was, and it was lame, uh, they are improving their CGI. There is some really good CGI in the movie where it's like. You can tell, at this point now, when you get a sci-fi original movie that has pretty good CGI, you're like, okay, we've, we're starting to saturate the market with CGI. Like, CGI has come a long way. So this was a sci-fi um, original? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, I've seen worse, but it's, it's not good. Um, <laughs> but, but the CGI wasn't too bad. Um, so, yeah, that's all. I've wasted <laughs> precious moments of my life watching the movie. 
and now precious moments of our show talking about talking it. About. That's all yes. right. Okay, I want to talk about one more before we do our uh, teases, and that is okay. just recently hit Netflix, and I'm not sure if I've seen it before. If I have, it's been many years, uh, but that is John Woo's The Killer with Chow mm. Yun-Fat, um, and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's uh, The Killer and um, his other one with Chow Yun-Fat. Oh, excuse Hard-bo- me. Hard-boiled? Hard-boiled. Masterpieces of action. And this one... Yeah, they is, are. Oh, it's you've just... seen that before, right? You've, you've seen The Killer. I'm, You know, I think I did, but it was so long ago I couldn't quite remember. Like, some of the scenes were familiar to me, um, so it's hard to say f- exactly for sure, but I, I, I think it's been many years. Uh, yeah, that movie kicked ass. And it, I've, I've seen that one. It still does, and you need to watch it again if you haven't seen it in a few years. They don't need no CGI. They got squibs on everything. Yeah. And they kill the <laughs> dick out of everything, much like Hard Boiled. Uh, the ending's a little bonkers uh, silly. <laughs> I don't want to give away what I'm talking about. You'll know it when you see it. Uh, but for the most part, just a lot of hardcore uh, gunplay and shooting guys and no bullets just don't kill some people you just got to shoot them uh, 50 million times Uh, yeah but i love that john woo early late 80s early 90s style of action and gunplay is just it was a small slice of time where uh they were making movies like this and you're just not going to get it back to that again unless uh, some sort of i haven't seen john wick yet but it looks like it's going to be like this i hope so uh, John Wick was awesome. This is the way that action movies need to be. Uh, I, oh, it was so great. If you're an action fan, you got to watch it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Watch it right away. If you haven't seen it in a long time, you need to revisit it because it's special. And I, I, You know, I don't think I've watched that movie since... I'm not even sure if I've watched it since uh, DVD. I know I watched it on VHS, got it from uh, Video Connection in Millersburg, mm. uh, and I loved it. Uh, but um, you need to watch it again. Year. I'd love to see what you think of it the second time, uh, yeah. another time. Um, Do you like it as much as Hard Boiled? No, I like Hard Boiled better. But it is still, okay. it was still fully enjoyable and very good. At least it was a little shorter than Hard Boiled. If at least it felt that way. It was nice yeah. seeing Chow Yun Fat be the uh, assassin instead of the cop. Because uh, yeah. the Hard Boiled, he's the cop, and in this one, he's the killer. It was almost like, hey, let's make a couple of movies where you'll be the bad guy in one, the good guy in the other, and you'll just kill the shit out of everything. <laughs> Did you? Uh, do you think that uh, that John Woo will ever make another movie like this, or are those days behind no, him? I th- no, 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 no. Dude, George Miller came back at 70 and made a Mad Max movie that hasn't been made in 30 freaking years. I'm not and, checking... And it's, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. I'm not checking John Woo out of nothing. He could. It might yeah. just take him some time, give him a breather, and he'll come back, maybe even with Chow Yun-Fat, and just start blowing blowing fools away, man. I'd, I'd bring yeah. it on. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's uh, cool. move on and do a quick tease, and then we'll wrap everything up. Uh, okay. This week's library picks, uh, and I actually watched a little bit of the one of these, uh, Doomsday from Neil Marshall. I haven't seen it since the theater, and I wanted to give it a rewatch, and I'm watching the unrated, uncut version, and maybe I just haven't seen it in so long, but it feels like a completely different movie. And we were both mm. kind of let down by it, as I recall, um, uh, on first watch. Uh, so that's why I wanted to give it another chance, and it's been so long. I remember the, a lot of positive stuff about it. It just didn't quite click, and I'm hoping now that uh, I enjoy it a lot more. And so far, I have been. And next is David Ayer's uh, Fury. I got that one from the library. 
that's the right so price. curious your thoughts on well, that. i'm gonna oh. watch it this week because i gotta get it gotta get it back uh and i my expectations are firmly in check what do you have on deck Next up for me, uh, I've got several movies that I'm going to be watching and reviewing for the next show. One is an old slasher movie called Madman. Uh, I'm going to be watching that one. And also going to be watching the deluxe, deluxe, newly released uh, Cannibal Pharaoh movie, also known as Make Them Die Slowly. One of my all-time, all-time favorite Grindhouse movies ever. Uh, and it's one of the re- releases of the year for us genre fans. It's got a, a feature-length documentary on it about the rise and fall of Italian grindhouse cinema. And that alone, for me, is the price of admission for that thing. Um, I, I, I'm so fascinated by that time, like the late 70s, early 80s, where the Italians were just putting out the most disgusting shit imaginable. Uh, so that's I'm really really looking forward to just diving into all the special features on that one, um, more horror stuff. And if I can, I'm going to be in Florida for a couple days. If I can, I'm going to I might try to watch San Andreas. And um, I I'm getting sick of seeing the trailer for that movie. It's in front of oh, me everything. Too. But yeah. I mean, it looks fine. And the thing but, is, uh, yeah, it looks okay. And, and for me, it's like, eh. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, I might want to go see it in the theater because I I'm, I can tell I'm in full on. Summer movie movie, yeah. where, where it's like, wait, I feel like I should be going to the theater to watch movies now. Um, but obviously, the the next big one in the theater, I think for both of us, will be Jurassic World. Mm. Ah, it looks good, but I'm like, ah. I, I mean, I, I had to go watch Furious 7 the day because schools are getting out now. Uh, it was uh, like, this is my last chance before all the kids are cut loose, and every kid mm-hmm. will be in Jurassic World. I had uh, yes. quite a few youngsters in Furious 7. Yeah. Like uh, that mom and dad brought, and uh, I was like mm, a little young maybe for this, but uh, eh, what do I know? Okay. Uh, as always, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com, and please visit our friends Cinema Sidekicks and Cinema Soft Underbelly, both on iTunes. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? That should do it for today. All right. Until next time, I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene Weaver. Bye. See ya.